Blog Talk Radio. Hey, this is Dan Marino. Hi, Ryan Tannehill from the Dolphins here. Hi, this is Larry Zonka. This is Mark Super Duper. I'm John Offerdahl. This is Paul Warfield. Hi, this is Nick Bonacani. This is Jake Scott. Gary Premian. Dick Anderson. Larry Little. Tom Vigorito. Don Nottingham. Otto Stowe. Mike Colon. Doug Kruzan from the 1972 undefeated Miami Dolphins. This is Marlon the Magician Briscoe. I'm Jim Crash Jensen. This is Don Shula, and I listen to the Pat Catello Show. It's the Miami Dolphins Legend Show with Pat Catello. Join us now as we talk Dolphin football or call in live with your questions or comments. And now here's your host, Pat Catello. Okay, good evening, everybody. Welcome to another edition of the Miami Dolphins Legends Show. I'm your host, Pat Catello, joined alongside Rich Van Zandt shortly as the uh, Miami Dolphins now have lost five in a row as they fall to the New England Patriots, 35-17. So my question to you is, are you having fun yet, Dolphin fans? It's rough out there, and and I feel with you. uh, As, you know, it, it just seems like one of those seasons that right from the start, uh, you know, was it was on the verge of getting derailed, and you you thought maybe you had some semblance of putting it together, but it it, it now has seemed like the Miami Dolphins are are completely off kilter, and uh, who knows where this is going to go. Last week on the show, me and Rich went over the schedule, and you know that it's a difficult schedule from here on out. There's a couple winnable games, but you know, who knows the way that this team is playing. Did you expect them to beat the Patriots? No, but then again, you found yourself in a game that was pretty winnable. Uh, you know, if they were together and able to execute, you know, they 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 caught the Patriots. I wouldn't say on a bad day, because when you look at Tom Brady's statistics, you're going to think he had a fantastic day with four touchdowns, etc. But there was times when he was off and. You know, they just weren't able to capitalize on anything. So um, it, it's rough. It's rough being a Dolphin fan. You know, I, I think it's almost harder to be a Dolphin fan outside of the Miami area. And that comes from experience. And it's almost because when you're in the Miami area or somewhere near there, it's, you know, misery has company, if you will. So you're all together in the same boat. Uh, but when you're outside, of the area, you know, uh, pretty much everybody's not a Dolphin fan, so you're going to get bombarded left and right. And I think that's why our show, you know, for the last 11 years has taken off to where it has, uh, in a sense, because so many people can relate. And we cater to, you know, uh, an outside Miami uh, across the country audience, uh, you know, and you hear from people uh, each week from California uh, to uh, Kansas, uh, you know, all over the, the spectrum here. And it just gets really tough because, you know, the Dolphins, uh, let's face it, for the two uh, playoff appearances that they've had now in almost, you know, two decades, uh, boy, there's a lot, a lot of rough years uh, that went alongside that. So, um, you know, it, it, it's tough, and we feel with you. So without further ado, let me uh, welcome in my co-host, partner in crime, Rich Van Zandt, to the show. Rich, uh, you know, listen, uh, we went through the schedule, wasn't expecting a win. You know, you always have a little different take than I do, but I've seen that as a winnable game for a team that just really wasn't disciplined, not put together well. One fake punt and their psyche on defense went completely out the window, weren't able to capitalize on any mistakes and, you know, found themselves losing, you know, handily to the New England Patriots. Well, you see how afraid the New England Patriots were of us. You know, they, they try to fake punt from their own 22 to start the game. A lot of you know, there's no fear there. there at all. No respect, no fear, nothing. Right? Like I just said, disrespect. Not not even not yeah. respect, disrespect. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And they get it. Not only that, that they try it. I mean, they get 18 yards, you know, untouched. They get it easily. Easily. Yes, the guy, they, they sacrificed a special teams player. I think he blew his knee out, but they got what they yeah. wanted. And then, you know, on top of that, don't forget now, Rich, you know, they they do that. Okay, you have that happen to you. But the defense completely collapsed after that. No mental stamina at all. No. Not not tough. Not a mentally tough no. team. It's a badly coached team. It's a badly managed team. 
It's a badly owned team. Well, I'm that's glad what pretty much put it for a second. Yeah, it it did, it does. But here's the deal: we talk about that week in and week out, from the ownership to the management. We talk about that week in and week out. At this point now, I can see a lot of flaws in in the coaching system of this team. Oh, there there's definitely flaws with Gaze. I'm not happy with him. I'm not happy with our coordinators, but. There's problems with the personnel, how this roster's made up. Rich, I mean, we've talked about that every week, though. Yeah. We talk about it every yeah. week. I got you. But, yep. I mean, you you, yeah. you know, I saw in that game there was enough talent to at least compete to win that game. That I put that more on the, the coaching because that team just seemed like they were uh, deflated on that fake punt early in the game. And then I seen a lot of panic moves and a lot of mistakes and one of the biggest ones is going for that fourth down in 13 when there's nine minutes to go and you're down by nine points. You're down no, by I got nine you. points. I, I know. Look, I don't, I, don't really, I don't really disagree with them going for that as badly as you do, but my problem is why don't you challenge it? What do you have to lose at that point? Okay, that's fine. The ball hit the ground, though. You can challenge it all you want. They should have challenged it. You're right. It's not going to yeah. be overturned because the ball is sliding. I, I've watched it. I got you. The ball. I understand okay, that. So, but you're but right. They should have challenged it. You have to challenge it. Don't you have to okay. challenge that? That That's fine. Yes, you absolutely do. Not taking them off the hook there. But, Rich, how can you be so fine with them going for a fourth down and 13 on their own 35-yard line with nine minutes left in the game? You're only down by two possessions. Nine because the way this defense is, when they punt it, they'd be down by three possessions. Okay, well, as soon as you miss the fourth down and 13, you're in field goal range and the game's over. I got you, but I, I think if they punt it, they'd still be in field goal range in three plays and the game would be well, over. Well, let two. them earn it then, Rich. Let them I earn got it. You. I understand, but, you know, this is what bad teams do, Pat. This is what bad teams do. But you're rolling the complete dice the whole game on that with nine minutes can you tell me, honestly, is any good team doing that? That is such no. a panic move. It's such a panic a move, and team. they had some momentum. But that's what you're no, forgetting. I know. We're not a good team. Yeah, but my, but this is Bad teams Rich. do this. this. Is team. That's like when you're going for a playoff berth and you're playing a, uh, the, the lower end of the barrel at the end of the year. That's what you always have to worry about. You have to worry about teams going for it on fourth down and doing trick plays and stuff like that. That's what you get. You know, this is – this is like, you know, what they were doing. They were, desper- they were in desperation mode yesterday, agreed, especially towards agreed. the end of the game. But this goes directly on the coaching staff with that because players and personnel don't make those decisions. So, uh, you know, that to me, that was an ultimate panic move. Yeah, which I'm not letting Gaze off the hook or the coaching staff. I think our defense has been atrocious this year. I don't see any improvement ask, week to week. Let me ask you a question, and I we've talked about this a ton. Darren Rizzi has lasted every regime. He's like a cockroach in a sense. And why? Can you tell me why? Do you see anything special on our special teams for the last eight years? And I see him can, always can, making can you tell a me When's the last time we had a kickoff return that went past the 25-yard line? Terrible. It's terrible. Right. I, know, no I don't see it. anything. His special you know, teams stick. They always have. You know, besides Drake returning that touchdown last year, you know, to to do that, then yeah. they're really nothing, nothing at all. And, uh, you know, it's year in and year out. Uh, I mean, uh, listen, it's a little part of the problem, but it just seems like it's everlasting. And if Darren Rizzi, you know, not only does he survive, he becomes the assistant coach, the assistant head coach all the time. Like, this guy is right next to the head coach. Like, you know, and I don't get it. I really don't understand it. And, you know, listen, there's a lot more problems than Don Rizzi. But, you know, I'm just looking at the entire picture here, and it just seems like a record that keeps going on and on. And, again, were you supposed to beat the New England Patriots? Of course not. You're up in New England. You're not supposed to beat them. I get that. But that was a game that you could have had a chance to win. Yeah, maybe you would have lost in the last seconds. But you should have been in that game until the end. And it just seemed like they've exposed even more than I thought was possible with this team. Well, you know, just to, just to show you how bad they are, I mean, do you ever remember playing a division game for the first time, you know, on the road to where you're a 17-point underdog? 
I mean, it just shows yeah. you the barometer where you are. Yeah, but that's the New England Patriots in Foxborough. So, I mean, yeah, I, I got... We've never I, been a 17-point dog like that. Not the first time we played them. I mean, I, I understand if they blew us out at home earlier, you know, and, and they were really good and we stunk the last 10 years. Yeah, we were double-digit underdogs. But I never can remember 17 points. I mean, that's how... No, no respect a, at all. I mean, you know? No, it's an absurd number. There's no... But but Richard yeah. told me that they were. Wouldn't you tell me they were like thirteen or fourteen points the week before on national TV in Carolina? Yeah. Oh yeah. Absolutely. To me, yeah. To they me were doing. Yeah. yeah. I know. I think that's worse than the just, New England you know, one. Just, well, your division teams, you're never usually that 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 much of a dog. Yeah. No, both of them stink. I mean, they're you know we've gotten no respect around the league. You know that they've cried about it, but when you really get down to it. I guess they really don't deserve it because they lay an egg every time. Yeah, they do. They certainly do. And the reason why I'm so on the coaching (laughs) – yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. I was saying, you know, I saw this coming. The minute Ross brought Cannabomb in, I saw this coming. You know, he's like he's like that 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 space monster that comes in that just, like, sucks all everything out of the team. It just dismantles it over a period of time. Yeah. Yeah, I, I I got you. I mean, and I I I've listened to the show the last. No, I know. You've weeks. been here. But, you know, but, I yeah. hate to be right, but you know, did did I map this out for, for three years? Did I tell everybody what was going to happen? No doubt about it. But here's the deal. I'm talking about. Let's go through all the people they hired, and I think the consensus on Adam Gase was that it's you know was such a great hire. And I, I'm looking at this team now. And I don't like the way that they're coached, in a sense. I don't. No, like I don't the way. like the way they're coached. And you know, look, they're undisciplined too. I mean, undisciplined. You know, they, you right. know, the penalties are ridiculous, also. And that's exactly where I'm referring to. It just seems that way to me. And uh, you know, like, listen, they had a lot of injuries. They've had problems here and there. Um, but you know, I mean, it is what it is. And, and let's face it, guys, you can't blame it all on Jay Cutler anymore. No. I mean, yeah, he's he was playing bad and, and, and a big part of why they were there. But everybody who wants to just, I blame it all. I've seen some clown comments. I blame everything on Jay Cutler. Uh, you know, I'm, no, I'm giving the it's whole not season. That. It's, it's There's no. more than that. It's a lot more than that because i got to be honest with you. Yeah, if, if Ryan Tannehill was healthy, yeah, maybe it'd be a different team because maybe that offense would click and, and all the time from the get-go. But to be honest with you, there's so many more problems on this team than Jay Cutler. And Matt Moore obviously is not having a good year. I mean, he, he is just having no. a bad year. Um, but, Terrible. You know, when, you know, when you look, it seems to be he's fine. Off the bench, he's been great. But yeah, as, you as know far why, as, like, when he starts, he's terrible. Do you know why? Because he's why. a 12-year backup quarterback. That's what he yeah. is. That's yeah. what he is. Yeah. That's why I was not so adamantly against the Jay Cutler move. And I'll be honest with you, that's the reason why. Because Matt Moore is a backup quarterback. I don't think Matt Moore was the guy that should have started 16 games, and I don't think there would have been any difference in this team. Now, did I want Jay Cutler? Listen, out of every possible scenario out there, there was not many. When you're two weeks away from season opener, three weeks away, and and you got to look for a quarterback – who would be better than a guy who played last year and was in the same system? I mean, that's the guy. It didn't pan yeah. out, but that's the guy. I mean, there was really no, people that was the movie had to make. There's no, there's no yeah, question. The I don't, I don't think had a, there, yeah. yeah, there was right. nobody else out there. Pay, anybody, no, you know? it, well, apparently you did, because apparently he didn't want to come, and apparently you did. Because he yeah, probably didn't want anything to do with it. So, you know, I guess when you have a broadcasting job waiting for you, I, I, yeah, I guess you do have to pay him this kind of money. Well, they you pay know, him $9.5 million more than they would have got paid as a broadcaster. Yeah, it, it, and there's no doubt. They paid a tremendous ransom for him. He did not want to play, so that's what you had to do to get him out of retirement. What were the other options at the time? People harp on Colin Kaepernick, like this is like some move that was directed against Colin Kaepernick. The bottom line was Colin Kaepernick was not coming in three weeks before the season and doing anything to help the Miami Dolphins. I don't care what anybody says. That's just the facts of it. And there was no other quarterback out there that would be capable of doing anything. 
It's a bad job. It stems back, like we talked about, to Ryan Tannehill not addressing his knee problem last year. So, you know, it all comes together at a certain point. But the bottom line is that you look at this team now, and I see a lot more problems than just Jay Cutler in the quarterback situation. As bad as the move as maybe that was or it just didn't work out, I mean, it was a gamble. It just didn't work out. But uh, as far as – and I've never been a Cutler fan. You know, I mean, you know that. I've never been a Cutler fan. I mean, but no. that was the move. That was the move. And it I didn't just, think he'd be incompetent, though. That's, no. You know what I mean? I never thought he'd be this bad. Yeah, I mean, much worse than I had thought he would be. I thought he would be able to come in here and, and have a little bit more success than he has. I'll give you that. There's, there's no doubt about it. I was very surprised that, uh, you know, that, that it's been as lackluster as it's been, you know. Um, but, you know, then again, you see Matt Moore coming in now. And, and, you know, the offense at times seems okay. But, you know, Matt Moore does what Matt Moore always does. He makes bad mistakes at key times. I mean, he just does. Terrible interceptions. Terrible interceptions. Yeah, terrible interceptions. He's he's always done that. I mean, he did that in the Pittsburgh game. He did that. You know, he does that. That's what he does. Um, Which, you know, I wish he would have been a little bit more cautious. Like when he threw that interception late in the game, you know, they could have kicked the field goal before the half. You know, that would have been a big score there. You can't make that interception there. That that's that's a terrible thing for a 12 plus year veteran of the NFL to do. That's a bad job. If Cutler did that, everybody'd be going crazy, you know. But and again, I see I see so many of these fans that are just they're brain dead, you know. They go down there to to they they, they go down there just to boo Jay Cutler on the home opener, you know. That was the whole agenda. And then after that, you, you know they you know it's like well I ain't going to no more games. You know, like I, they're done. You know what I mean? And that's fine. I'm disgusted with the team too. But my point is, they're so fragile that, like, I don't even know what their agenda is. Some of these fans, they, you know, they just don't even like. Well, you know, I, I feel sorry for them too. It's been, you know, it's been almost two decades of really rotten football, and you know, and what do they continually do? They continually get screwed. They get a home game taken away from them this year, right? And and they raise ticket prices for next year. So you know, I, I feel bad for them. Why should they have to spend their hard-earned money to go see this product? Uh, yeah, I mean, okay, they they don't have to spend their hard-earned money to go see this product per se. But my point is, I, I just think that when you watch, you know, some of their reactions early on, you got to wonder what, really what their agenda is from the get-go. You know, I, I don't know. It just seems like I got you. But you know what I'm saying? Uh, they I keep getting screwed. They don't. You know, this this organization doesn't care about the fans. No, I mean, I guess it just cares about Super Bowls and, and things like that. More from the money standpoint, I guess. It's run like a 100%. business, and I think that's what's uh, upsetting quite a lot of people, if you will. Yeah, they, right, seem to like to, they seem to take care of the fans in London better than the ones in uh, right. the United States. Right? right, that's my point. Yeah, yeah. I think that they uh, – it just seems like a little facade. It does. No doubt right, they have it. galas over there, right? Meet and greets and everything else, right? Yeah. Kissing the asses of the fans in the other continent. <laughs> right? It's yeah. comical. You think about it, right? Yeah. I mean, that's what their agenda is. I think it's it's transparent, no doubt about right, so it. When, 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 uh, when they were showing that, they had this big meet and greet and they're signing autographs for all these people. <laughs> And somebody run at the bottom. My kid couldn't get an autograph two weeks ago at the game in Miami. It's nice that they're nice to the people in London. Yeah. <laughs> good point. It's a very good point. Yeah. Right back after this. Hi, this is Dick Anderson with the 1972 Perfect Season Miami Dolphins. We're listening to the Pat Catella Show. You're listening to the Miami Dolphins Legend Show, sponsored by Don Nottingham Associate Insurance. Don Nottingham formed Don Nottingham Associates Insurance while playing for the Miami Dolphins in 1975. Don recognized the need to prepare for life after football. For all your insurance needs, call 352-307-6736 or visit him at www.donnottinghamins.com. And now back to your Miami Dolphins legend show with your host, Pat Catello.
Okay, welcome back to the Miami Dolphins Legend Show. Pat Catello, Rich Van Zant. Just a reminder, uh, catch us on iTunes. Just go to iTunes, uh, check Pat Catello's show, and you can subscribe and have the latest episodes delivered right to your phone. And uh, you can send us questions or comments, uh, Show at yahoo.com. Rich, we looked at the schedule. Uh, believe it or not, this is probably the, one of the weaker games of the rest of the schedule besides the two Buffalo games, uh, and that's Denver coming in. Now, uh, latest news on that was uh, Paxton Lynch out. Simeon will start. Uh, Damian Williams injury update, shoulder uh, missing next to this Denver game for sure. Not sure after that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean, this is probably our best shot at a win, this Denver yeah. team. But, you know, the way this team's playing, I don't know if they can beat a college team. Well, we're in a cellar right now tied with the Jets, who are also on a five-game losing streak. So, ironically, the Dolphins and the Jets, five in a row. Um, you look at the the team and what they were supposed to do, and what they wound up, you know, uh, ultimately doing this year. And, and what they were supposed to do is solidify themselves in second place in that division and compete to possibly overtake. Instead, your Buffalo has taken the exact same role that you had hoped they would take, and now you're looking at the bottom of the, the division again. And, that, and that's yeah, we regressed. And, yeah. yeah, we, we regressed. regressed again. Yeah. And, and the upsetting yeah. thing and, is uh, Unfortunately, year, I thought it was coming. You know, I, I was really upset with our offseason again. I think our offseason was awful. Yeah, you know? why don't you break it down? I mean, what? because now it seems like there's so many more problems for next year. It just seems like... Uh, you, I, I don't know. It's, it's, it's so many problems that you can't be solved in one offseason. I mean, it's, it, they're so, insurmountable right? problems. Yeah, I mean, you can't fix everything in this in this in one offseason with this team. I mean, I, I they screwed up the it. offensive line. You know, by yeah. by moving puns over and getting rid of Albert, they that's dysfunctional. They never addressed the guard situation. They went cheap in free agency, and this is what you got. Okay, the linebacker situation was addressed a little bit with Timmons. They drafted somebody who got hurt, so that wasn't fixed. The secondary wasn't addressed properly. You know, they went with another rookie alongside of a rookie from last year, who I don't think either one of them is that good. You know. Right. So you know what was you know now the the best player that that came out of the the Tannenbaum three drafts we traded for a fourth round pick. So you now you have running ready? back problems, offensive line yeah. problems. Yeah. You have. I'm glad you brought you have, that up too. Yeah. Yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. Linebacker problems, defensive defensive back problems, and you're probably going to cause yourself a wide receiver problem if you let Landry walk. Yeah, which I think we both know is coming. Yeah. I mean, he's the, I mean, I don't think you can even argue right now. He's the best player on the team. Yeah, I mean, he is. I mean, I think I think he's, you know, was kind of that way going in, you know, at least in the in the best few. And now, like you said, now it's, you know, the best on the team. And, again, it comes down to they could have solved this early. You could have just signed him to a longer-term yeah. deal and been done with it. wouldn't have been an issue at all. I think it would have been. And it wouldn't have been as expensive. But they keep waiting, so it becomes more expensive at the end. I mean, they're, they're so stupid. It's amazing. More expensive because they're not going to get them. And they're going to say, yeah. well, we didn't have an opportunity. That's what, right, that's yeah. what it's going to come yeah. down to. You know you know what yeah. it's all as I do. You know the game. I know. Well, yeah, you know, know we, we would have, so we wanted to re-sign him, but we couldn't for that price. It just well, he's going to graduate, just like the rest of the Tannenbaum yeah. guys that graduate. He's graduating, that's right. You know, yeah. I'm glad you brought up Ajayi again, because here's the deal with it. I really think that the Ajayi move had a detrimental effect to that locker room. I know that he didn't get along so with Gase, but I think yeah. that, that he was a bigger part of this whole uh, persona that the team has. That they that they've taken on from last year's playoffs, you know he was the guy. I mean he went to three two hundred yard games. They he brought them into the playoffs. You can't just get rid of a guy like that in the locker room without having some major major setback. And the and the whole identity I believe of this team left with Jay Ajayi. Now I'm not saying he was right for the offensive system, but when you do that in the middle of the year surprisingly like that for no reason and get nothing in return, I think that's... That's, that's a sick part. I mean, you know, 
I mean, anyone could have gotten more back for him. Anybody. I agree. Right? I mean, there's Absolutely. no way that that could have been the best offer you could have found. Uh, like, I was in the Pro Bowl it, last year. Yeah, if you look at it, and I said to you, okay, here's the deal. I'm going to let you draft somebody in the fifth round, and he is going to tie an ultimate NFL record and become a star and a pro bowler for this pick. What would you want in return? And there's no way you would say, well, I would hope that I would at least get a late fourth round pick in exchange. I mean, that's really what it boils down to. You hit the lottery with this guy, and you gave it away. For nothing. If you would have waited until the off season on draft day, I guarantee you would have gotten something very good for him. I don't understand how you don't even get a player that can help your team, and you don't even get multiple picks. They got more for Adrian Peterson. The Saints got more for Adrian Peterson. Yeah, listen to that again, folks. The Saints. The Saints got more for Adrian Peterson, who was pretty much washed up, didn't fit into their system, and everybody knew he was going to be gone. They got more in exchange for him than the Miami Dolphins got for Jay Ajay, the same Jay Ajay that rushed for 200 yards three weeks in a row and brought the Miami Dolphins to the playoffs. So... You cannot tell me that that trade did not have a detrimental effect on the identity of the people in that locker room. And I can see that already in the way that they are playing. I see guys that are basically punching their clock. Like Lawrence Timmons, he's, he's got a calendar at home, and he's checking it off. This is how many days until I'm out of this system. I guarantee it. I guarantee yeah, it. I agree with you. And he's not the only one. He's not the only one. There are other guys that are just playing to play. And, you know, I've defended Kiko Alonso an awful lot. I thought he he had a very good year last year, some big play turnovers. He's having a very bad year. He's being exposed. And I think he's the type of player that if you have support around him, can do some good things. But when you rely on him to be the guy, yeah, he's getting exposed hard. And it just goes to like what you're saying. I can find weaknesses in every avenue of this team. And the only place that you would think maybe is pretty strong is the receivers. And Devontae Parker has underperformed now. It's time to realize he's never going to be the receiver you may have thought he was going to be. Well, let's see. Whose first draft pick was that? Yeah, there's no doubt. No doubt. And then you it, look it, at, it's, it's ridiculous. It's ridiculous that, that our owner was so stupid to bring this guy in. This guy is terrible. And then you look at Jarvis Landry, and you, like you said, yeah, he, he's the best part of it, and he's going to be gone. I really yep. see him gone. And then now, now the only part that you don't have a problem with is, is looking like you have a problem. Well, they they really think they're going to move Carew into his spot next year. Into well, you, I know you say that a lot, but they don't even play the same position. Carew well, they, is they a want him as a slot guy. They want Carew as a lot. I I agree with you, but that's what they're thinking. The guy's that's like why they traded up for him last year. Yeah, I know. Carew? Isn't he like six three? That I don't know. I don't think he's. he's a, a, I don't think he's. Is he that tall? I don't know. I don't about know, that. but he's a big guy, isn't he? He's not uh, no, I, I know Landry, Parker right? is. I don't think Carew is. I don't think Carew's that big. You know, Maybe 6'1 at the most. Okay, six, but still, six, one, six one. Like that. That's fine. Yeah, yeah, I think he is. Okay, 6'1. Six, 6'1, one. Six, one, 200 plus pounds, though, right? I, I don't know, dude. I really don't know. But I he think that's the plan. I'm not like... saying it's right. Okay, well, let me ask you a question then, Rich. If that's really the plan, how come Carew. Plays ten plays a year. I mean, it's ridiculous. If that's really the plan, don't you gotta just get him in and like ride it out? You've lost five games in a row. If that's really the plan, don't you want to see what the guy can do right now? But you know how this organization thinks. They just think that they traded up for him and he's a coup, and that's that's the replacement. 
You know, you know, no matter what happened, Brandon Albert was going to be gone, and Tunzel was going to move to the le- to the left tackle. Correct. Because that's Correct. the plan. Once they have a plan, they stick to it. You know. Correct. And then this is Caruso. This Tannenbaum should have been the captain on the Titanic when the iceberg was spotted. <laughs> That's bad. Full That's steam bad. ahead. That's bad, man. Oh, you're crazy. Uh, you know, I'm I, sure I, he's, I, he's probably related. If you do that, one of those, uh, you know, one of those ancestry things they have on TV at three in the morning. Come on, I guarantee Tannenbaum's related to the Titanic guy. Come on, you can't go there. What's the matter with you? <laughs> You're going rogue, man. Unbelievable. <laughs> You're losing it. Oh, you are. Insane. Uh, you know, when I look at. <laughs> I don't even know what that was. When, when the you look at, these, Captain. <laughs> when you look at uh, the um, the defensive line, which is supposed to be your strong suit, I, I I'm not. Yeah, I you know I just don't see it. And um, no, it's terrible. I, it's so many facets now. Like you said, I don't. They cannot be corrected in one year, one <laughs> no. off season. Are coming, you know, the, the reinforcements yeah. are coming, and I'm very confident about how this team is. 
That's the last right. time you heard from him. I guess Ted Larson, yeah. you know, Devontae Parker coming back, and uh, and, and, right. and McDonald. You know, those, right, those right. were the three guys. But not but not the exactly answer, the Magnificent Seven coming back. No, definitely not. But the answer to your question is yes, Rich. Do any of these moves make sense? Yeah, almost every one of them makes sense when you look at what their game plan is, and that's to dump salaries and keep the business rolling. But this one... To me, doesn't make any sense. It doesn't no, even fit into that formula. That's uh, what's so confusing no. to me. You know, that's no. what I, I really can't kind of comprehend. I can't grasp it. I don't know what he gained no. out of it. I really don't. That's what's blowing my mind. It's just crazy. I don't know. All right, Denver Broncos coming to town. We'll take our last break and uh, kind of first see what's coming there. Right back after this. When ordering food, you find out what she wants, then order for the both of you. It's a classy move. Now, the lady will have the linguine and white clam sauce and a Coke with no ice. Hey, this is Robert Romero. This is Mike DeMont from Fast Times at Ridgemont High. I'd like to chat, but I'm really kind of busy. I'm listening to the Pat Catello Show. You're listening to the Miami Dolphins Legends Show, sponsored by Iberia Tiles, with locations from Georgia to South Florida. Iberia Tiles offers over 3,000 products and complete peace of mind. From tiles, molasses, and stone to wood flooring, Iberia has the solution no matter what the size of your project. Visit IberiaTiles.com. That's I-B-E-R-I-A. And ask for Dave or call direct at 404-409-0746. And Fanatics.com. If you love the Miami Dolphins, then you need to visit Fanatics.com. Once again, that's Finn, P-H-I-N. And now back to your Miami Dolphins Legends show with your host, Pat Catello. Like I say, I'm moving in stereo. Miami Dolphins Legends Show. I'm your host, Pat Catello, joined along with uh, Rich Van Zandt as we uh, recap the Dolphins' uh, Week 12 loss to the uh, New England Patriots. And now it's on to Denver, uh, actually Denver coming to Miami. And, uh, and like Rich said, maybe be one of the, uh, the more winnable games for the remainder of the schedule. Uh, you know, Rich, uh, people always say that, Rich Van Zandt. A real jerk. I would say no. You just don't know Rich Van. <laughs> you know, you're right. This is one of the more winnable games if you look at it. You got the two Buffalo games. You maybe get a split out of them. I guess you're looking at. But this is, you know, this is a game. Atlanta seems to be playing much. Uh, uh, um, not Atlanta. Uh, Kansas City seems to be playing much worse than they were in the beginning. So they're you don't know what yeah, they're going to get there. They're a big yeah. mess right now. Yeah. yeah. Denver's a mess. But so are we. So who knows? Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Like yeah, I don't I don't get any sense like you did in the past that this team's gonna go on a run. I think that's this is right. not that kind I, of I, team, it, you know. It really, it really seems uh like I feel like I'm sentenced to watch these last five games like and I'm, I'm gonna go rough. to jail if I miss them. You know? Yeah, well you you gotta you know, you gotta do what you gotta do. Obviously, you know, it, it's rough. I know. I know. It's not it's not a fun watch. Um it, no, it really isn't. The 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 game uh, 
Which game was it? Uh, not the um, not the Panther game. That was a national game. Um, trying to think. I th- was it the uh, the Raider game? Maybe. Yeah, I think it was the Raider game. One of the. Oh no! It was the Tampa Bay Buccaneers game. It was the Buccaneers game, I believe. Last week. One of the yeah. one, two weeks ago, right? Or yeah. no, which, Last week. One of the games. Uh, yeah, is that the one I was thinking of? One of the worst watches. I think it was the Buccaneers game last week. One of the worst watches you can you can have. Just was like uh, torture. The whole game yeah. was just torture. Such an ugly game, right? Yeah, there's uh, no question. Oof. And there's a lot of them this year like that. There really is, yeah. you know. The Saints game was brutal. The first Jets game was brutal. You know, there's been yeah. some deuces. And, you know, when you look look at it, like, you know, it's an unlikable team. <laughs> it, it It's an unlikable team that has lost its uh, its identity now. So even the likable parts of it don't seem to be there anymore. No. You know what I mean? It just seems I, like... Uh, you know, look. I mean, you know, imagine they got to break this down again. Imagine they got to, you know, they change everything, the coaches and everything, and, and you, get, you get somebody else's five-year plan. I, I can't deal with this anymore. It, it's rough. Well, well, that's why I brought that up. I mean, at a certain point, you know, do they stick with this regime? Yeah, I mean, I would. This is this is me. I'm, I, I own this team, right? Obviously, I never would hire Tannenbaum, but he'd be gone. You know, yeah. and I, w- I would, I would keep Gaze. I would give him one more year. You know, not thrilled with it, but he would have to change some personnel around them. You know, like you know, the, you know, some of his coaches would have to go. Such as Rizzi would have to go, Burke would have to go. Yeah, the, 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 those Burke. two would have to go for sure. Yeah. Okay. Burke and Burke and Rizzi would have to be gone. Interesting. You know, enough is enough. But I would give him one more shot at this because there's two reasons. One, who the yeah. hell else you gonna get? Mm-hmm. You know. It's the same cast of of retread clowns out there, or you're gonna take a shot on somebody else's assistant, which is another crapshoot. So, like you know, this guy's young. You got to give him. I guess you, I think he deserves one more year. But Tannenbaum and whoever is in charge of our scouting department and the drafts, they all got to go because they are absolutely horrible. I mean, you know, <laughs> it's a shame because I thought Hickey was doing a good job. I really do. And I think yeah, as soon as Tannenbaum came in, he put his stink all over this organization. Well, I think you got a power struggle right from the get-go, and he took charge. That's yeah. what it was. Yeah, absolutely right. Yep. I think there was a year there. I think the final year uh, of um, Hickey was a lame duck year. I mean, just yeah. like I think that the GM now, you know, but I think that Hickey's last year there was collecting a paycheck with absolutely nothing, no power at all. I think he knew no. he was gone, and just watching Tannebaum take over the ship. That's what it's going to yeah. be. Now, do I think there's going to be a change there? No, I don't. I don't at all, because I think that the ownership has a completely different agenda than me and you and what we would like to see. Do I think there'll be a change with the head coach? Absolutely not. Adam Gase is going to be back next year. I am. I 100% believe that. And I think that the fact that Ryan Tannehill's out – um, you know, gives a, a, a pass for that. And like you said, maybe he should be back because what are you going to do? But it just gets to the point where, you know, you get in that situation and at a certain point, are you going to have to do this five-year thing over again? Yeah, I think you are. I think it's coming. But I, for the first time, I see this team and the complexion of this team changing in a huge way. I, I think it was starting to gain some identity last year. And now I think that you're almost back to square one. And by the time that the the, the off season takes place and is done, I think you will absolutely have to re-market the entire team because I think that all the players that you know of and the st- are going to be completely changed and redone. That's just the way I feel. I, I, I see it coming. I really do. They can do whatever they want. If they don't get rid of who's running this team, not going to change. Yeah, um, the, I, I guess. You know, he's he's got a track record of you know of of destroying and making a mockery out of it. I mean, the, he's over his head. He's never this has never been the job for him. 
He doesn't know what the hell he's doing. His personnel decisions are ridiculous. His trades are more ridiculous. I mean, I, I, the other GMs must crack up when he calls. Yeah. I, I mean, it's, it's unbelievable. You know, we're going to ask for a Johnny, and we're going to offer a fourth-round pick. You know, they must, like, have to put the phone over the over their mouthpiece so that Tannenbaum can't hear them laughing. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty bad. There's no doubt it's pretty bad. Okay, let me uh, – how about we read uh, an email? Email from Tom S. Out in Miami. Was recently at Dolphin Raider game. Seemed like there was more Raider fans in the stands than Miami Dolphin fans. Sometimes I feel like I'm going to an away game. Well, because <laughs> you are. <laughs> you know that kind of hits on what you had said. Uh, you know, yeah. with uh, can you blame these people? And I guess you know it's always no. been a spot. You know, there's certain teams, Pittsburgh. Raiders, New England, even Buffalo, you know, they're going to make their trek. That's going to be the game they pick out. But it, it, it's getting worse and worse, I guess, because you see the empty seats in this stadium. And the, and they have the gall to raise ticket prices in the middle of this debacle is oh, yeah. really I mean, if you're gonna do it, Keep it a little quiet, right? I know. I know. Like, to go out and do that so publicly at the time that they did it yeah. is just ridiculous to me. What just uh, shows you how out of touch they are. Yeah. They're out I, of touch. I, I think you're right. I really do. I think they, they, they are just completely clueless. I think you're right. They are. That's what it comes down to. And, and, you know, and the arrogance around. around this organization. This yes. organization has yes. the arrogance like they're the New York Yankees. It's like, yes. guys, you haven't worn anything since I'm eight years old. You know, yeah. I mean, it's like enough is enough. <laughs> uh, like how you pick the Yankees. I would have went a couple other organizations, but so be it. You made your point. But, yeah, the but arrogance. You know what I'm saying, there, though. Yeah. Yes, the yeah. arrogance is... is there's no doubt about it. It's just ridiculous. There's no defending yep. it. It's been like no. that it's since the Philbin era. Since the Philbin yep. era. It's been yeah, like you're that. You're absolutely right. Yeah. That's when it started and, it, it, you know, at the absolute peak. I'm not saying it was any treat, but it was run differently when Parcells was there. Let's be honest. For good or bad, it, this has taken a turn to where, it, you know, it, it's just started with that Philbin era, and it's as strong as it can be, and it has absolutely no backing for it to be like that, and that's what it comes down no. to. There's no. You know, this, team has, this team has no direction and no plan. There's no, no plan here. There is nothing. They're not, they're not building anything. They're, they're, like, tearing it down. There's no, There's, like, you know, if, you're, if they said they were in a complete rebuild, I wouldn't even believe that because they're full of it. Because of, because of the stupid contracts that are mixed into it. They have absolutely no idea what they're doing. It's like, it's literally like giving a driver's license, like somebody who just got their driver's license, like giving them a car that goes 200 miles an hour and they have no idea how to use it. You know yeah, what I mean? Kinda, they don't know I, what I they're doing. Yeah, I got you. I think you're right. There's no direction. It's so haphazardly slapped together. No, yeah, they're, they're not rebuilding. They're not, they're not winning anything. What are you doing? Like, you know, we all know the Browns stink. You know, the Browns are trying, but they stink. They're this trying, but trying they stink. I know. Yeah. They're trying to win the Browns. They really yeah. are. They just yeah, stink, but, they can't. but they're trying. They're doing they're trying. everything they can. They're drafting people. Yeah. They just they can't. But yeah. the Dolphins are dismantling and, like, making moves, and it comes back down to, you know, if you, are you rebuilding? You're not rebuilding uh, with some of no. these moves. You're dismantling what you have. You know, it, but then, it, like, it, then they give like then they give like this astronomical contract to a safety who's suspended for eight games for PEDs. Uh, you know, it doesn't make any sense. They can't sign Landry, but a guy who's suspended for eight games and is a safety, they're like rolling out the red carpet for. Yeah, I, they are McDonald. And uh, does that make any it, sense though? No, it doesn't. It doesn't make any sense. I, I, that's why I said I don't really understand that the Ajayi move because it's not making any sense anymore. I understood no. when they were doing stuff to save money and to do all kinds of things that had no 
affect uh, positively on the football field, but now it's to the point where you're dismantling. I don't really understand why. I don't understand what the, the whole purpose of it is. You know, it, it doesn't make any sense. You're right. It, it, it's it's kind of crazy. It's just... It's incompetent. That's basically what it is. It's an incompetently run team from top to bottom. But again, I keep coming down to what's the benefit for the people making the moves or some of these moves. Like, what you come out of it. What are you thinking? Like, are you excited about the move, and why? Why? I, I, it's, it's beyond belief. I don't know. I, I mean, because I think they're that arrogant where they think – Oh, we got a fourth-round pick. We drafted him in the fifth. They probably think that's an upgrade, and they can find something else in the fourth round. Meanwhile, they can't make a first-rounder work. I know. I mean, what do you think you're gonna? What do you think you're gonna upgrade w- with the the fourth-round pick? Like, what? I I don't understand it. Get the player that you couldn't get in the trade. I don't get it. Yeah, I, I don't get it. And if you really right, you know Tannenbaum's friend, like he's like best friends with the with his with his equivalent in Philadelphia, right? Yes, yes. that's who he keeps making these trades with, right? Yes. Did he even call anybody else, or he just asked him? If he I don't wanted? think so. You I can't tell so. me. You, yeah, I don't think he told shopped him around because there's no, no way that's the best you could do. Can't shop him around and get that. No way. You're absolutely right. He could have done a lot better. I think. I don't think yeah. he shopped around at all. I think it was one call, no. one trade. Simple as yeah. that. And I blame Gase a lot about this, too, because Gase is the one who doesn't like this guy from square one. And, yeah. you know, I think he, he's very intellectual, and he wants everybody to be like these, you know, student kind of players, and they're just not. Um, but, you know. But, you know, there's I, one he, thing, you know, listen, other than, the, the, you know, when he was with, you know, Peyton for a little while, you know, when that team was really good, there's one thing that Gase doesn't do is win. <laughs> you know? Well, he was. He was no bargain in Chicago. No, six and ten. He was there longer um, than a year or two, right? How long? How long was he there? Uh, he wasn't just there one year, right? I don't know. To be honest with you, I really don't know. I don't, I don't know think how long he, he I think he was there, there longer than that. Yeah, <clears> but you know, he was. I'm trying to figure out when he was in in Denver. I don't like I his mannerisms on the sidelines. I don't like when. Play, he's talking to players. He, he doesn't yell. It's not like the shoeless stare or yell. He's always like, kind of like not even looking at him, like looking down when he's talking to somebody. You know, you know what I'm saying? You ever see that look that he has? Like, he never really looks him in the eyes. Like looking down, he's keeps yes. staring at his dopey pilot or whatever it is. The, uh, the absolutely tablet. see it all and the like, time. He ignores, doesn't really want to hear what anybody wants to say. You know, like they're bothering him. Yeah. Yeah, you're so right. Yeah, you're you're, you're so right. So yeah. I I can't imagine the players love this guy. I I don't see it. I don't see you're it, and, answer- I, and I certainly I certainly don't see. You know, there was plenty of bad calls yesterday, but all all throughout his tenure, I really never seen him argue a call. No, he doesn't have that demeanor. You're, you're right, he doesn't. And what I'm seeing here, I think he was only one year with the Bears, but then he was with the the Broncos for six years. Six years, okay. Six, yeah. Um, but, yeah, I, you're right about that. I see the same mannerisms, and he just seems like, you know, he blows everybody off and like he can't be bothered with his players. So, yeah, you're right. I, I don't think there's a love fest there. And you know what that comes down to. You know, you're, you know what solves that? Winning. And when you're not winning, there's a problem. And as, as nutty as Bill Belichick is, his players do seem to love him. They do. The people that play for him love him. That's inarguable. Yeah, there's no question. I mean, did you see that ridiculous Gronkowski celebration yesterday? Yes. Belichick yes. supposedly went nuts on that. And they asked Gronkowski about it afterwards. He goes, I'm not allowed to talk about celebrations, but let's just let me put something clear. I'm not allowed to talk about this, but we're not going to be doing them anymore. <laughs> yeah, I know. He's got, you know, and I'm not comparing I'm not comparing him to Adam Gates because obviously it's ridiculous, you know, at the no. high level that that team is. But the bottom line I'm saying is he's hard on them, and they love him. Yeah. So, you know, it's I don't see – 
the love fest with, with, with this guy at all. I really don't. But who knows? And, uh, and you know, knows? look, let's get off the subject a little bit. We're, we're on a celebration thing. Is this getting a little ridiculous, this choreographed Terrible. nonsense? Terrible. And I've never been one that, you know, I thought that there was two early flags and, you know, let them do a little bit. But, again, you give them an inch, these players, and they yeah. take a mile and make a mockery of it now to where it's so I ridiculous. saw yesterday the 4 o'clock game. I can't remember what game it was. But the one guy, they were losing by three touchdowns, and he's doing a celebration choreograph. Yeah. yeah, well, I saw one. I'll beat you. I'll top you on that. There was one. I'm trying to think of the game. It was just on national TV. They didn't even score a touchdown, and they all ran in the end zone and did a celebration. Oh, my God. They didn't it's, even it's just score. Ridiculous. He intercepted the, intercepted the ball. He was down. He was touched. They picked up. They all ran in the end zone and did a celebration. And it wasn't even a constant touchdown. They knew it wasn't. And then Collinsworth, or whatever that game was, what was the national game? Because Collinsworth then said, well, you know, they had pre-planned this, and I guess they wanted yeah, to Green, Green Bay it. Pittsburgh last night. Green Bay Pittsburgh. <laughs> no, I think it was the one before that. It was the one before that. I, it wasn't that, because I wasn't, no, it wasn't last night. I think it was the week before, oh, okay. the Thursday. The Thursday night game. Well, what does Collinsworth Okay, because Collinsworth do? did Thursday night, too, with Dorico. That's the one it was. What was the Thursday night yeah. late game? Was it the Giants and Redskins? Yes, yes. Might have been that game, and uh, yeah. the guy intercepted it, and he went down, but then he was touched. But then he got up anyway and ran in the end zone, and they all followed him and did this entire pre-constructed dance and everything. It wasn't oh, even a touchdown. It's really a joke. And this was Goodell's idea, by the way, you know, yeah. that we're going to let him do this. I, I mean, really, guys? Well, really? This so is what you what I, do. I go right in there next year and say, Commissioner, I'd like to show you Exhibit A and show Odell Beckham taking a piss as a dog, and say, can we now yeah. take a, get this out? I, mean, I don't think you have to look any farther yeah. than that. We changed this to try, ridiculous. but they, they couldn't handle it. They absolutely well, remember, couldn't remember, handle was it. Remember, was it last year? Remember Antonio Brown caught the touchdown as time ran out and they lost and he was doing the dance of the end zone? No, I don't, is that right? For the Pittsburgh? Oh, yeah. Yeah, time ran out, they lost the game, and he's doing this whole thing in the end zone. They just lost. After they lost, he was doing it? Yeah, no. Oh, he, he caught a garbage touchdown at the end that made yeah, no difference. The clock ran they out. lost the game. It's zeros on the clock, and he's doing a touchdown dance. That's unbelievable. That's unbelievable. Yeah. Can't condone that, my And friend. that's one of the best players in the game. That's the mentality yeah. of these guys, though. You know? Uh, they just don't care about winning or losing. It's like, am I going to be on ESPN or not? Yeah. I know. It's crazy. You summed it up, my man. Nowhere yeah. to go from there. No. All right, thanks for joining us, everybody. We'll see you next week hey, on the Miami do, Dolphins. Do you news Dolphins fans, though? You only got to sit through five more stink bombs for this to be a distant memory. <laughs> <laughs> Countdown is on. We'll see you. Yep. Took a look down a westbound road Right away I made my choice Headed out to my big two-wheeler I was tired of my own boy Took a beat on the northern plains And just rolled that power on Twelve hours out of Mackinac City Stopped in a bar to have a brew Met a girl, we had a few drinks, and I told her what I decided to do. She looked out the window a long, long moment, and she looked into my eyes. She didn't have to say a thing. 